0: made for smaller animals. And, <laughs> yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah, no, anyway. Yes. Sure.
2: Yes. Uh, Walt. Susan knows the Harris.
0: Okay. Uh-huh. So they were all here Friday night.
1: Yes. They they had a big influence over my um uh group Okay. Walt and Sherry did. All and great. Drew was just in high school, middle yeah. school. He's, yeah. We'll I, I teased him, I teased
2: Drew that we knew stories about him that you might not want to know, oh. so I have that to hold over him. Please
0: oh. yeah. wrote a lot. I know stories about him. <laughs> he, he came with our first uh, wave of bio with kids, and he was yeah. a little rough around the edges. Oh. I him. actually don't know any
1: stories about him. I just yeah. Yeah. that over people's. And other uh,
2: meetings the same way. I know when these teachers don't.
1: I don't. So, the
2: times I see. So, yes, this is Susan, and Susan, that's Joan. Mm. Um, not that's Joan. This is Joan. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> You're this, not a <laughs> Joan 1, Joan oh, 2. Right? I that <laughs> I you might not be saying it, but she'd be thinking, oh, I thought you say it for <laughs> me. I, I thought it before it got <laughs> be far that, gone. That's <laughs> right. Sometimes I, when I listen to young people speak, I think, who in the world is teaching English? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's what I think. I taught my daughter manners, yeah. but that doesn't mean she's Everybody thinks that. Maybe they were I, taught properly. <laughs> <and just laughs> uh, so you gotta think about that
1: too. I, I'm glad you said that because I hear my daughters, oh my and I'm like, "Oh my goodness!" <laughs> like Bishop says, every generation thinks that. Oh no, that's yeah. true. True.
3: We're back to where we started.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you to finish by, uh, Yeah, go, go ahead. Room. You're back. Things, so, so how how do you know Walt and sherry
2: your
1: Irvine Presbyterian. Oh, Irvine Press, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And how do and you know? Susan them?
2: knows them better than the Irvine
1: Press. Well, I go yeah. back with Sherry back when we were kids up in Pasadena. Is that oh, yeah. Guy? yeah, with <laughs> the Orklands, Ray, Ray and Ann Orklands. Mm-hmm. Oh, the
4: Orlands. yeah. 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 Well,
1: right. go way back. I'm so sorry she wasn't here Friday night because I really wanted to see her. Oh. She fell sick, just, mm. uh, you know, kind of bug, some kind of bug, couldn't make it. Oh. But Walt was here, so that was cool. Yeah.
4: There, um,
2: one of the Orlands, I guess it's um, maybe a nephew, has a, a church up in Ojai. Oh, really? Uh, hi.
3: And I always uh, wanted to go over there. Hmm. On one of the weekends, I was up there, but it never worked out. <laughs> huh. But apparently, he's very good. Uh, Communicator. What's his name? Do you know?
1: Don't worry. Reverend Norman. Reverend Norman. Pastor Norman. Pastor Norman. There we go. Well, <clears throat> <clears throat>
0: yeah. right. All right. Well, again, let's pray. Bless the Lord, has <clears his throat> caused all these scriptures written for our learning. Grant we may in such wise hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort of Thy holy word we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which Thou hast given us in our Savior Jesus Christ.
4: Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Y'all, y'all get mousy in church sometimes. <laughs> He's been yeah. really teasing us yeah. about, so. Mousy in church, all right. Well, liturgy calls the people to say <laughs> oh, amen. Is it like, you turn around, it's like, <laughs> Hello. it's like a Baptist, can I get a witness here? What you gotta do? So we're, uh, we're in Acts chapter 2. Um, we seem to cover the Psalm 16 section. Do we get down to... Um, we did
2: I thought we were going to go back to that. I can't
0: remember. Really oh, yeah, maybe. Well, uh, help me out of here. Okay. I thought you said we'll go back to Psalm 16, but I, I
2: could be mixing it up with the week before. <laughs> well, we, we
0: did yeah. talk. Did we do it? Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, we did. I, I had to be sure online. Yeah, on we're course. going to move on to the next thing. That's right. You're in car. Yeah, um,
2: just for the beginning. I had yeah. a cold. I didn't want to get anyone sick. Oh, sure. Thank you, guys. Yeah.
0: So um so we so what for, let, let's review that that okay. with the Psalm sixteen. What is it about Psalm sixteen that Peter uses to show that it has to refer to someone other than David? Well the fact that this
4: was written <clears throat> are you talking about the reference to
0: Joel too? No, okay. no, just Psalm sixteen. Um I will saw the Lord always before my face; He in my right hand. The Therefore, um, my heart rejoices; my tongue is glad. Moreover, my flesh also will rest in hope. You will not leave my soul in Hades, nor you allow your holy one to see corruption.
4: Oh yeah, yeah, okay, have
0: so, so, what is it about that that has to refer to someone other than David? The
4: holy one in
0: corruption. Yeah, the corruption. Yeah. Peter saying, "We know where David's tomb is, and if we, we can dig him up, and we, we find him." so clearly psalm that Psalm has to speak about some someone else and there that's what he says in verse uh 29 okay. men and brethren let me speak freely to you of the patriarch david that he is both dead and buried and his tomb is with us to this day okay therefore being a prophet and knowing that god had sworn with an oath to him of the food of his body, according to the flesh, he would raise up the Christ to sit on the throne. He, foreseeing this, spoke concerning the resurrection of the Christ, that his soul was not left in Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God has raised up, of which we are all witnesses. And um, that term witness is, is a significant, because we remember... Um, when
2: yeah,
0: close um, if we uh, remember at the beginning when they were replacing uh, Judas with whom? Matthias Matthias, what was the criteria In had to be someone who had
2: been a disciple from the beginning? Well,
0: from the beginning, or from, from when? They marked it with, a, with 70? an event.
2: Seventy?
0: Baptism of John. Oh. Of those men who have continued with us from the baptism of John to the present, we wow. have to choose one. Yeah, so cool. the witness is not just Oh, we happen to see him in the resurrection. We happen to see the entire okay. life of Christ. We so we are witnesses of the whole okay. story, as it were. Yeah. Okay. Um,
2: That's a good criteria.
1: I thought the criteria was uh, was um, casting lots.
0: Well, that was how he chose them. But yeah, the, okay. both, the, yeah. both yeah. of the both so
4: of the guys. Have to be
0: from um, <laughs> See it, it, it back at chapter one, verse twenty-one. Uh, uh, Therefore, these men who accompanied us all the time, the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning for the baptism of John to the day he was taken up. One of these must be a witness. So mm-hmm. Yeah, witnesses again. Yeah. So when, when when he says here in chapter two, we're witnesses. He's, he's talking about we, the apostolic man, is a witness to the totality of, of, of the life, including the resurrection, but it's all in context there.
2: Well, including that time, too, when he said, you have to eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, and, and then a lot of people fell away. You see, they wouldn't have fallen away at that part.
0: That's right. You couldn't have been a witness then. They got chased off. <laughs> um...
2: That was a
4: testing place.
0: So,
3: we're witnesses. Therefore, being
0: exalted to the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit, he poured out that which you now see and hear. Now, there's an interesting, there's a lot embedded in this that's kind of interesting that, um, so being exalted to the right hand of God, um, and this is the idea of, of the vindication of Jesus, who with his life and faithful death has been vindicated. So therefore, um, he's that's that, that's raised up. Is okay. That's that's the vindication, and he received from the Father the promise Holy Spirit, which is an interesting, I don't know, just way to phrase it, mm-hmm. that Jesus himself received yeah. the Spirit, which he now pours out. Mm-hmm. This, this does for us, um, of course there is, um, there's this, uh, uh, in our Nicene Creed, there's this thing called the... Um, to the Oakley clause, which is a a cause of debate in East and West, where we, the West, we say, who proceedeth from the Father and the Son. But what we, what we mean by that is, is that he, who, who, he proceeds from the Father through the Son, that the Son is always the mediator of the saving gift of the Spirit that comes from the Father, so that the activity of God is always Trinitarian. It comes from the Father through the Son in the Spirit. And, that mirrors of course the the activity of god in the beginning who created by his word and spirit but but the this kind of highlights that jesus received the spirit and then he gave it
1: and again it goes back pointing to
0: john's baptism and the spirit
1: descended like a dove
0: yeah, he's probably like deb and then even something more about about uh uh John's baptism. With the end, what did John say? Um I baptize you with water,
4: mm-hmm.
0: oh, but he was coming
2: we'll baptize you.
0: after me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He will baptize you with the spirit. Period. And so this is the idea. I think it's it in here because he—that's how he does it. He, having fulfilled the covenant, now he can be the mm-hmm. one who 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 gives life.
4: Right.
3: Wow. He poured out that which you now see and hear. Wow.
0: So that's a lot to it. For says. so in in verse 34, then for David did not ascend the heavens, but he says, but he says himself. The Lord said to my Lord, "Sit at my right hand to make your enemies your footstool. Now, where is that from psalm one ten okay and that's mm-hmm. um that's something we should we should look at here okay.
2: um, and and I got a lot of enemies
4: so this
0: this verse is this, this that that, that uh, peter quotes here um the lord said to my lord sit at my right hand till i make your enemies your footstool <clears throat> does does
3: jesus use that somewhere in the Gospels, he must do if you're asking. <laughs>
0: so the yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So, I, you always know when you're doing interviews, you don't do yes or no questions. So, where? Yeah.
4: How
1: about Matthew twenty-two?
0: So you remember in the in the that last great debate between Jesus and his adversaries, where he? Um, the Pharisees, the Sadducees send them to, to to tell him to to try to demonstrate how silly the resurrection is because a man married seven women and whose life will world. And then the Pharisees ask him who's, what's the greatest commandment in the law. And, um, there's three groups that come to, um, discredit him. At the end of that, he, he asks them a question. He says, uh, to them, who, the Messiah, who's, whose son or descendant is he? And and they say, well, he's the descendant of David, of course. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus says, well, then how then does David in spirit call him Lord, saying, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Mm-hmm. Now let's unpack that here. Mm-hmm. So are you on, is everyone up in Psalm 110 right here?
2: And that was Matthew 22, 44.
0: And um so in Psalm one ten verse one there are two Lords there, right? Mm-hmm. So the first Lord how how is it in your Bible the first Lord differentiated from the second Lord?
4: All caps.
3: Or what we
0: call small caps, where that's the that's that's the convention of of um from from well throughout the Bible the convention when the name of God, Yahweh or Jehovah, which comes from Exodus 3, um, uh, uh, before Abraham, uh, or excuse me, um, that, that, that he says, I am that I am. Mm-hmm. And that's the name God gives Moses to say, this is who's sending you. So that's the name of God. So we have that Lord in all small caps. And that actually came from the convention, which was an intertestamental Jewish convention of not speaking the name of God. So instead of when the Jewish people in the synagogue came to the name of God, Yahweh or, Ye- or Jehovah, Yehovah, they would say Adonai or Lord. And that came over. Um, it was the intertestamental, that is between the time of the end of the Old Testament and being in the New Testament, it was a convention that developed it. It wasn't an Old Testament convention. How do we know that?
2: Because he's saying it all over the Psalms.
0: You say it in Psalms, and everyone's name is Ayah, which is, which is Ayah. And so his yeah. name is, so it's the name of God is, is, a lot of people have that name.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, there are, it's, it's the, the name of Yahweh is, is used freely. What happened in the intertestamental period mm-hmm. is that after the exile and return, when this hyper, we can't do anything, you know, we have to protect the holiness of God. They became these extra rules that, that, that were added to the Torah to, to protect all that. So that's that became rule. So, anyway, this is what this convention is. And so the Lord, who is uh, Yahweh or in a in modern sense, or Jehovah in the older sense of transliteration, said to my Lord, so the Lord's God, who is my Lord then?
3: Okay, so
0: and who? So this is the the question of the psalm. Who is in the psalm? In the first century, Jewish understanding the psalm, David is speaking. So David is saying he's observing that the Lord who is God mm-hmm. said to my Lord who is the Messiah,
4: mm-hmm.
0: then sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. The um, question Jesus posed to his adversaries they couldn't answer is. If David is addressing the Messiah as Lord, roughly a thousand years before the birth of Christ, or for the Jewish people who didn't accept Jesus as the Christ, the Messiah has not yet come, but David's calling him Lord. If David calls him Lord, so he's greater than David, how can he be a descendant of David? How can he be both before and after David? course you know we know that because we have all the theology that says he is the eternally begotten son of god who became man for our salvation but that was the question if you, that, that couldn't be answered
3: um.
2: and look at that passage it's so cool because jesus says when how is it that when david says in the spirit you know what i mean like david's
3: seeing this mm-hmm. by the help of the spirit so <laughs>
0: So, so the, the point then is that if Jesus is the Messiah sitting on the throne, and that, that ties back into the passage we looked at in some extensive way, when we were studying chapter one of Acts and the Ascension, which was, I want to, I want, I want to commit this, not to look it up to your memory, Daniel, what? Seven. seven. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Daniel seven, 13 and 14, where, um, <laughs> For where, you. where Daniel sees, um, one like the Son of Man, coming with the clouds of heaven, he came to the ancient of days and they brought him near before him. And to him was given glory and power and dominion that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. And we, we um, offered that that was the other end of the ascension. Because Jesus ascended from the Mount of Olives in a cloud, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a cloud received by their sight. Mm-hmm. And Daniel, even though it's before it's a it's a timeless vision, he sees this vision that's, that Jesus is coming to receive the throne and, and glory and the dominion. And so now he is Lord. That is, he is the it's important to understand. So he's he's the rightful Lord of the creation because he has fulfilled the covenant God established to reconcile. The creation to himself and therefore he now can assume the role of the new adam or man over who has dominion over the creation so all those daniel firms of dominion and glory and kingdom ties back to genesis where god said adam take dominion Hey okay, so you're supposed to take dominion, but he forfeited yeah. dominion. he became subject
3: so um
0: The, the, this is important because the, um, sometimes if we think of Jesus as Lord in, in a sort of generic, yeah, he's exalted and has power, but not in the, in the true and biblical sense that he is the rightful Lord of the whole creation who rules over it right now yeah. from his throne and, um, and will eventually come to um, uh, bring Justice in its entirety, uh, as N.T. Wright says, put the world to rights.
1: That's a tough one, right
0: there. Um, but in in a certain sense, also in the world we live in, and this is all this is this this, this um, understanding is really important because we've talked about the resurrection hope at some length. In the Easter season, and why resurrection hope, not just dying and going to heaven, why the idea of the new creation is so central and important, and this ties into that. Jesus has the Son of God became man to redeem the world and restore it and and uh, and complete the creation, and so so sometimes salvation can be interpreted as though. Like you say, he's coming to judge. Well, it doesn't make any sense. The world, if God Jesus is Lord, why isn't there justice everywhere? Well, there will be. Mm-hmm. And so if we if we separate salvation, I'm going to die and go to heaven, but the world's going to be we're we're separating. We're, we're developing a faith that's, that's separate from this world, as mm-hmm. though as though God didn't create the world and didn't redeem the world. That's a kind of Gnostic salvation. Our salvation says, you know, Jesus is Lord of the world right now. That He's working out His rea- the reality of salvation now through His church in the world, and He's coming again to finish it, and necessarily will require judgment. And that's something I think our our time is, has a difficulty dealing with, although it's it's." Um, it's been a, a part of the scriptures throughout, but it's why people are not having a trouble with scripture. Wow, like how could God judge people when they do wrong? Well, yeah. how can you not? I mean, in, in a certain way, where that should be a longing that we have yeah. as we look in the world, the thing would not things would not be as they are. They're disordered, mm-hmm. and in, in some in certain ways, some of the the more secular, popular sentiment is okay. We'll we'll fix it,
4: mm-hmm. right?
0: But any any yeah, the, the, the more you pull back the covers, the more the more you realize that the, the fixing is the disorder is deep. And but that's what Jesus came to redeem it.
1: Certainly, the eyes of your heart need to be open and enlightened in order to realize that. That's right.
0: So so he's um, in the Psalm one ten. Then uh, I mean, it goes on to. See, it's always interesting too when you uh, a Psalm verse or a passage is quoted in the New Testament to go back and look at the larger context mm-hmm. of what it says, because often the writer is quoting the verse, but he he's referring to a larger contextual understanding of it. Um, and this is this is the Lord has set his, you know, he, he said he, the Messiah is on the throne. And now he is ruling now until um, make your enemies your, your footstool. And, and this is interesting. St. Paul picked this up in First Corinthians 15, if you remember. Um, this is actually significant. So let's look at that because this comes to mind. First um,
3: Corinthians 15 something, I'll tell you what. <laughs> um,
0: 15,
3: 25. I'm sure there'll be a quiz
0: next week. So, so um, for he must reign. Notice that language, mm-hmm. that Christ is Lord now. It's not, and we're not waiting for him to be Lord. He is Lord. Christ must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. That's right from Psalm 110, again. The last enemy that will be destroyed is death. And that's that's the idea that that, that in a sense death has been destroyed on Easter in the sense that we have eternal life, but we're still subject to bodily death. Mm-hmm. So in, in he's gonna reign until he puts that to he finishes that off with the resurrection, where embodied life now will not end. But it's a real I guess what I'm emphasizing, this is an historical reality that happened, is happening and will happen. It's not a gnostic faith. We're saved into some other place
3: Okay We can back, go back to Acts two, three, five.
0: In a, in, a, in a language of footstool, that was often referred to the, in in Psalms, in sometimes referred to God's temple. His throne doesn't have his footstool, this oh, yeah. is where he kind of has the, you know, the, 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 the uh, uh, and so in a certain sense, it's kind of interesting uh-huh. in that how he would use uh, you know the, the 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 temple is his footstool where he's present. He yeah. his footstool, but be maybe being be brought under the dominion of his people in some way. Diane's nice. yeah, having problems with that. No,
4: no, I'm just thinking about
2: resting. You know, when you put your feet on, yes,
1: yeah, like, still you rest. Yeah, rest, yeah. uh, I was thinking about the first part of Ephesians where you know we were enemies before yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you know you, you put your foot on the neck of your enemies not not sure yeah. ah.
2: more like mercy yeah. then you put your foot on the foot still the rest it's just an interesting yeah,
0: yeah. Well, that's that's right in, in a certain sense um, in a certain sense I think what what Susan's getting at is something that it this is why the the uh, resurrection, and the coming of the Spirit, which marks the beginning of the last days, is significant because because Christ, in, God in Christ, has, pro, has proclaimed amnesty or potential amnesty to all. Mm-hmm. And so there's this time now of where the extended jubilee year is going on. It doesn't mean that sin isn't punished, but it means everybody can wow. can come mm-hmm. and 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 uh, during this time, but but. But the idea that he comes again to judge means there's a, it's a definitive season. And that's always been the urgency of the gospel message is, you know, while we have time, we tend to, oh, yeah, a long life. It's like, well, you don't know. That. You know exactly what you have. You hope so. But even then, that's a short time relative to the, to the overall, um, you know, trajectory of, of life and world. And it's also why um, faithfulness um, is characterized in the New Testament as kind of ordinary faithfulness. What are you supposed to Who is that good and faithful servant? The Lord will do fine <clears throat> so doing when he comes. That, and this is the idea of, of liturgy, of cycles of the week and the year. We work our way through time, starting on the Lord's Day, coming back to the Lord's Day. You know, beginning here with the anticipation of Christ coming, you know, and then coming back to it. You know, you're all time is always experiences this movement forward in which is Schmemann talks about. It's it's a time of fulfillment and expectation. We're always meeting Christ in time and spirit in anticipation of the final meeting. So that's the kind of thing here. He's ruling and we gather as a church as those in the kingdom over whom he has dominion. Yet it's not fully actualized yet. That's the anticipation. And so that's a good step forward, because that whole last day's thing now is sort of what what Peter's going to get into. So he says, therefore, let all the house of Israel know. assuredly, that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Lord, in terms of ruling over, and the the Messiah, who's supposed to say Israel. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. Um, This is a word we use in a spiritual language called conviction. Like, oh. this is the spirit at work right here. Well, it's interesting that that that's absolutely true. And we notice here that it's not um, it, the Holy Spirit is present now, and um, it's interesting. You remember that passage in um, John where Jesus said, "When the Spirit has come, he'll he'll convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and judgment. But uh, but when his Spirit comes, will lead you into all truth." So this the presence of the Spirit in the believing community now is working conviction on those. And that's why we, we always have to be very careful not to assume that our witness is really a matter of needing to prove or, you know, it's it's our very presence in in faithful ways that call to light and, and bring the world. Light. And, but, and it's also why you might get, you know, uh, cut to the heart and what shall we do? You might also get, Which which is opposition, Mm -hmm. and you you see it throughout Acts. You always there's always three responses, you know, some repentance, Mm -hmm. some violent or or strong opposition, and some others don't really care. You guys are weird. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of the way the world. That's kind of the always. You see it throughout Acts. Paul preaches in the synagogue. people believe. Mm -hmm. Those who are whose. Synagogue situations being upended or really angry. For okay. The rest of like. Okay.
5: I heard a sermon once where one of the saddest words of the Bible is, Almost hast thou persuaded me. Oh. Yeah.
3: Um.
0: <laughs> Almost as yeah. It's it's kinda of like that the, the, the this, was that festus or is that um, I've one of those guys that fall, weather, weather, weather. yeah, one of those guys, and it's, it's like, it kind of like the rich young ruler, it's like almost, a, yeah. Yeah. I like yeah. this seat, I don't like your seat.
4: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
0: That's usually what it's about. It's, yeah. it's, um, it is about. It is why, and we just have be honest with ourselves, because we are very fortunate in our world, it's why we have to work at um, detachment from the world,
4: mm-hmm.
0: that it can have such a hold on us, yeah. you know. And that's why we have to continually work not to be attached to it and, and to enjoy things without being controlled by things. Mm-hmm. And it is why um you know setbacks and misfortunes can be means of grace because they can remind us, oh yeah, this doesn't last. Mm-hmm. But that's you know, almost you persuaded me, but I'm thinking, you know. Um, I, I, I'm thinking that the, the subtext of that is you have persuaded me, but I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I'm not prepared to, uh, to follow through on the implications of that. Yeah, um, and I, I think that um, I remember my own struggles uh, that led to a conversion.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: The, the doubts were never really intellectual;
4: mm-hmm. they're
0: always moral. It's like I don't think I want to do that, so mm-hmm. therefore I have, I have to put up fight. I don't, can't believe Jesus, Son of God. I can't believe this happened. I can't believe what God did to the Israelites. Well, or the Canaanites, whatever. You know, it's just, there's always something that keeps us from, because we have to have cover for the fact that we just don't want to do that. <laughs>
2: wow. I heard, I heard this guy last, last week, I was listening to him, and he go. he's like 80-something, he goes to his church every day and prays the Jesus prayer for like an hour. And he, it was so helpful for me, that's why I bring it up. He's said. Like, he said this woman came up to him and started yelling at him. This was like one of the three reactions. I was like, why don't you just do something? Why are you just sitting there praying? Oh you know what I mean? And it's like he was learning how to be detached and modeling that, you know, by two times a day, praying Jesus' prayer for however long he praise it. But it's like, you know, it's just the stuff in us that wants someone to just do something and not just sit there. Yeah. I think also another response, though, that might be like 3A or. <laughs> 3A. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three. Is, uh, <laughs> I think of Nicodemus, you know, who heard the truth and accepted it, but was still um, afraid. Yeah. Afraid of coming out as a true believer, afraid of the response you know, that he would receive. So I, I pray for those people, uh-huh. you know, who. Who are you know really weighing it all up, but are almost there. You know that
4: come on, we bring oh, the I,
0: I just, oh, Yes, and and I think our conception of the spiritual life is of ongoing conversion. Because yeah. fact uh, is that people come to church and right. and um, especially I guess it's especially or especially, I mean it, it's hmm. our culture. It's like I go mean, to church. Not a deal. You know. I mean it's a little different in the first century when. Churches at Eucharist was at five a.m. and if you got caught, you had a good chance of being killed. Yeah. The attendance it has a way of reducing attendance. <laughs> but but easier it becomes the more so the, the more the implications of the gospel are things we have to kind of grow into. I don't think mm-hmm. we've all experienced that in some way. And realize, mm-hmm. oh, yeah.
2: It's yeah, it's still growing. Yeah, yeah.
0: Growing. yeah, yeah. We all get point where "Oh, what? Yeah, yeah, when I realized uh, if when you realize the incongruity between some aspect of life and the call. We kind of okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so, but so here we got, we have met men and brethren, what shall we do? That's a great, that's a good sermon Peter asked, hey man, I you, got, you, got I know. <laughs> you got it <them> now. <laughs> but it's important what Peter said, Peter said to them, repent. And let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Mm. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Right out of the uh, Nicene Creed, I believe in one baptism for the remission of
3: sins. Mm-hmm. For the promises to you and your children, to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. And that's the. Um,
0: the and, and we should notice this also that repent is is the word that accompanies the gospel at every turn. That is, we did John the Baptist begin his ministry. Repent. 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 How did Jesus begin his ministry? Yeah. Repent. That that the way things are is not okay. It has to change. You have to. The allegiance that is to the world has to change to become an allegiance to the kingdom. And so, and I think this is also why the, 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 the spiritual philosophy, you know, of the church has always um, understood ongoing repentance is an essential part of Christian life. It's why every week when we come to the altar, we hear, Ye, the truly leaders, repent. It's not like you're sorry all over again for the very first things you ever did wrong it's that as we move along we're more in touch with faulty motives or mixed things we have to continually purify uh, our hearts and motives and look that we grow into this thing um, as we continue to live in the presence of god and in christ in the holy spirit more and more things come to light mm-hmm. as we become more ready and i think there's a lot of patience of god with us about what we're ready for when we're ready Lowers at just the appropriate time. <laughs> but there's also grace in that too. Sometimes, Oftentimes it's, it's um, the revelation the growth is more, I think this is true in our time, the revelation of grace, that is because people, we have a, a, a culture where people do feel incredibly bad about themselves yeah. typically and um, are sure it's their fault Mm -hmm. and are responsible for things uh, that happen psychologically with when things happen, especially the young young face of life. So the the awareness that it's okay is also an ongoing conversion. I think that's a
3: And so this, this gift
0: of the Holy Spirit of which Joel talked about that Peter now is promising to them through repentance and um, baptism, of assuming faith, repentance, faith, baptism, turning um, is again the, the, the new creation aspects of this. Should you know, we should be aware of again? Gets right back to Genesis that that as God. Created the world by speaking, and the spirit moved. That was the spirit moved over the face of the waters in the creation over um, what we might call neutral matter uh, that naturally succumbed or, or conformed itself to the word of God because God speaks in it so. What you get in Genesis three is the first instance of some aspect of the creation saying, "I I will not submit myself to the word word of God." Wow! You said not to eat, but I'm eating. So the repentance, therefore, is is to become part of the new creation. We have to surrender our lives to the word and spirit of God and let Him do that work. And part of the you know the, the 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 power of that also is that it's God calls us to, but has given each person the dignity of life and will uh, so that he won't just force you to, Mm -hmm. whereas in totalitarian rulers will force you to. I just submit you and and take, take it. Jesus doesn't do that. His kingdom is one. He calls, repent, come, receive this you say, no, you know, it's, you're free to, to, to do that. But it's, this is the undoing of Genesis 3, uh, where human beings can come back into the kingdom by, by surrendering, by surrender to rebellion. This also is something that um, I often talk about it at wedding sermons because people have uh, get such um, apoplectic, uh, uh, apoplectic about Ephesians 6. Wives submit your husbands, <laughs> submit yourself one to another. But it all of the submissions there of a of a uh, husband dying for his wife or wife staying connected to the husband is all about um surrender. Because what happens in the natural plane in the flesh is we fight our own battles. Mm-hmm. And now we we are fighting, we're bringing natural relationships into the kingdom and ordering them as God says to order them. So submission is a word that Christians should, in a world that is really allergic to it, should be really comfortable with it. All of the heroes submit. Mary, behold the handmaid of the Lord. Our Lord became obedient unto death on the cross. Submission. So our own surrender and again, it's a willing submission to the power of the spirit which which sets us free and, and inhabits us and redeems us. But so you know, this is really again, this this call to repent is the surrendering the rebellion of Genesis three as the prelude to become coming into the new creation.
3: So diametrically opposed
0: to the way the world system is set up mm-hmm. for sure but it is it, i think one of the problems we have with that now is that there's a couple things in terms of the christian message. Is a lot of times the whole framework of, of how the church operates is co-opted into the language of the world and if you co opt in the language of the world make it a power struggle yeah. then submission comes into that you've got the best of me thing but we just don't really, if you, you pay attention to the Testament, you just don't find that language there, mm-hmm. that there's a different dynamic. Again, it's all informed by, by, the, by the rubric of love, and, and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and really it is, it is um, a submission of oneself to the greater good of the whole, as opposed to demanding what I get, at the at the expense of everything else. Listen, there's a thousand moral discussions that come out of that. Mm-hmm. But as a principle, we understand as a principle of of sacrifice and and mutual giving in Christ. Whenever it becomes somebody using that, I know that for example, I, I should raise this because I don't know. Does anyone see anything bright shiny people or whatever that Netflix thing is about this? Uh, the Dugard Family. It's like a Netflix documentary mm-hmm. that that was all about authority and God mm-hmm. and family and mm-hmm. husband. And you can be converted that. It's, it's a phenomenon now. Look at it up. It's called Bright, Shiny People. Mm-hmm. It's about a, a guy named Bill Gothard. You oh, that? Gothard. I yeah, about Bill his Gothard. teaching and, and that whole thing. Really? And, and But this Dugard Family was the poster child, I guess, for how great this church was. Had 14 kids, but now the children are coming out and saying, Actually, there are some other things. Actually, shiny, there some other thing. Bright, shiny. Bright, shiny. Bright, shiny so it's, so it's Bright, shiny, or smiley, Hi, happy, happy spot. If you Google it, will yeah, come up, because it's it. a phenomenon. All, right. All kinds of things. So what I'm trying to say, as I'm advocating for the virtue <laughs> of submission, that does not mean whatever anybody happens to come up in, the, in some cultic way to use as a power of one person over another. And that's not what we're talking about here. <clears throat> We've got to surrender to God and the spirit.
3: Okay. Now, and we should be aware with the spirit
0: of the kingdom is here now. It's not fully here. I, it's, obvious, it's always the tense. It's here. But it's not completely here. And... This, um, in a sense, solves the riddle of, of how, um, how would God, how could Jesus be crucified and yet also be the Messiah? Well, and, and how could, um, how can the world kind of go on after, you know, after the new creation has begun? it is. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, be saved from this perverse generation. Now, I think there, this, there's something in that, be saved from this perverse generation. Now, uh, Jesus called it a perverse generation, and it is a generation actively rejected him. Um, but it's, it's it's a posture that, as regards the world, I think it's it's a thing that we really need to it's a shift from the twentieth century to the reality where we are, <clears throat> where where Western Christians saw those at home in the world, even they, they just oh this a Christian place, not a perverse generation. But we are the world is now something other than the church. And it is not embracing the gospel. And the idea that the primary work of the gospel is to reform the world into a better place um, does not comport with the message of the New Testament. The the fact is that as the gospel is preached and people come to faith and and become who they are supposed to be, their presence as who they are supposed to be will make their families and everything better. But... Saving the world is not the enterprise of the church. And that distinction, coming out of something into something, is more pertinent now. Because I think a lot of, of American experience of Christianity was we're all in this thing, which is a Christian culture, and you're really about how you were coming into some version of it that worked in a certain way to make it something. So since I have many
1: friends that, that think just what you're just saying, and I would love to have, be able to dialogue with them and convince them that is not the way it should go, but, but I can't do oh, that.
0: Would, I, I would wouldn't it feel the need to, because you oh, can't, like it's like it's our political right, arguments, you don't, no one's talking. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, not, right. I'm, I'm just, just saying, saying I, I, I'm happy yeah, to have absolutely. somebody tell me that that's wrong, and talk about it. I just, as I've looked at this over the last generation, I've grown to the understanding, this is, the way we engage this is a problem. Right. Because we, we're, 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 we're assessing the, the success of the kingdom in terms of the secular enterprise, and that's that's wrong. It never was that way. Mm-hmm. And the, the quicker we see And the other thing about this, I, I don't want to. have I want to support my own opinions on some of these things, but <laughs> as we as the world ceases to govern itself by. By the word of God, that is in general, sort of the moral boundaries of life, uh, it begins to disintegrate. It, it says that, uh, there's one passage in Hebrews where it says that, that Jesus upholds all things by the word of his power. The, the more things refuse to be subject to that word at some level, they begin to disintegrate. That's exactly what happened in Genesis. The rebellion led to all kinds of things, and then came the flood. And that's what's happened. You cannot. Have, it's not like you're bad and God's good. It's just you cannot be not governed by by the word and will of God and have it go well. And so that's happening in the world. I don't think we should bang our head against the wall. We have to understand that's happening. So we need to come out of it and and be in. The people of God, the Ark that 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 is not of the world. So this this idea of being separate from a perverse generation is more important now, mm-hmm. and, and that's a shift for a lot of lot of Christians in America. a Shift for me, I I, I I think I was more bought into the cultural warrior thing when I first started out So I realized, yeah, I, I'm kind of seeing what the problem is here. Mm. Yeah.
5: Oh, I'm glad.
0: I'm happy have, have Boston, happy to have someone. But the more
1: I stand up for giving a testimony for the reason that we have a life of prayer and we practice our, our life of prayer in our offices and everything, the more I get pushback from my evangelical friends. Well, that's okay, that you pray, but you got to do something also. Mm-hmm. And I could have just missed the whole point, you know. And I I can't go any further.
0: Really. Well, like well,
2: that woman, and, the and the and idea, praying. the
0: idea, of course, <laughs> is that I mean that our framework of life or prayer um, is, of course, of course, what you will do is out of your life or prayer, you will love. You have mm-hmm. a, you have there's things you, you do things right. um, that there's not, you're not inert. Yeah. I but mean. I think the <laughs> activist idea that that doing something means accomplishing some visible thing that will then justify your thing as fruitful, it, 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 it runs into trouble in all sorts of ways. It runs into in trouble in the church. We're going to preach the gospel. How made you say it? Right, right. Well, that's not the point. The point is, were you faithful in proclaiming what you... And if you notice that St. Paul does this when he goes to his, his preaching ministry in the synagogues, um, he feels like if he said what he had to say faithfully, okay, done work, we'll move on. I, it's not like how many get, how many didn't get. It. Yeah, you know, it's just it's the faithfulness in the task itself. So that's the other thing about yes, you you yes, we do have to love, mm. but we have to love because that's who we are in Christ. Or people called to love, not because if I do this, maybe I get you to do these things. That's manipulation,
4: mm.
0: and that's the subtle thing that we run into when we get results oriented.
2: We walk by faith, not by sight. I think, Jack, you know, as we live a life of prayer, I think that does exude itself in our stewardship of the earth, Mm -hmm. in our stewardship of, you know, care and concern for other people and feeding the poor and clothing, you know, and housing. I think it just is a natural outflow Mm -hmm. of that. And sometimes those get reversed. Well, you know. yeah, that's that, the point. The, the that, that, that's the reason that I saying. want to. Yeah.
1: I want to be a witness to the fact that keep your priorities on God.
2: As we do that, these things will come. Because, from, yeah, yeah. They, they, we, we are. Yeah,
0: that's right. You, you can't help but be but be attentive to the creation when you're in touch with right. the Creator. You can't <laughs> help but but. You know, but it, it's almost like in our, in our um, you know, there's, it, we, it, it's, it's all of the various political factions have a piece of truth mm-hmm. <laughs> right. that if it was merged together, it would, it would, it would, but so, um, anyway, so here's, um, Bishop. Bishop. Yes.
5: I like what Antiette Wright talks about where he says that we should be uh, people that, uh, like what Diane was talking about, that create beauty you know we write poems, we make art, we plant a garden we it's like what what flows out of that life of prayer is is the beauty of Christ in everything that we do, so I think that's so attractive to people and I was at the dog park the other day, and this woman said to me, "What is it about you, do you meditate or something <laughs> so I was able to tell her that about my you know my life of contemplative prayer true. or whatever. So she was asking because she noticed a difference in my way of being, I guess. I don't know. But I really like the way he presents that about how we are in the world, that we just like Diane was saying, we we, we are concerned about justice. We're not gonna have that, but but God will make it right. He will vindicate us in the end. And I, I think that's really beautiful.
0: Well and it's it's that posture of witness. Yeah. This is a thing we're we're not doing it to get something. Right. We're doing it because that's who we are. But the witness needs to be born no, out of is. love
1: or, yeah. or exude love. And that's where I, I start to have a hard time when when some of my activist Christian friends, I want to nail them. You know, I just feel like, you know <laughs> So they'll be reactive. No, that's right. I've got to be careful about that. All right. So, so get... this
0: probably gets us into the end of Acts 2 in the sense that it, <laughs> that, uh, um, it talks about the church. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved to the perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day 3,000 souls were added. Mm. Pretty significant (laughs) haul. If you're
4: counting. If you're (laughs) counting.
0: and they continue. And they continue. And here's the key: what happened to that? They continue to fast in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship doctrines, like teaching. Uh, there what yeah. And this is really important. I mean, we continue to do that thing, but of course, this is brand new stuff. Mm-hmm. That so that, that, that and the this is the 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 ground zero of apostolic preaching. So this this teaching is really significant. And fellowship that's communion. Our our our. Uh, yeah. Being together in Christ as a community, and the breaking of bread, which is clearly the Eucharist, and prayers. It literally says the prayers. Actually, I don't know why this. Uh, uh, so it's um, they have a. I think it's, there's even early on a kind of liturgical sense to this because, we remember now we talked about the apostles waiting in the upper room for the Holy Spirit to come, praying. They 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 considered in prayer. We talked about how just as it later showed that you know you know Peter prays these hours of prayer morning, noon, and afternoon, somehow that Jewish practice of prayer is going to be brought over now in the light of what they've experienced, but it's not going to be completely abandoned and 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 so it it would really be interesting just to be able to go back in time and have a little you know, it's like Eucharistic research. Tell okay, well, how did
1: this thing go? What,
0: what, 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 it, you know, and, and we're stuck, you know, trying to look at second century documents and figure out how it got there. But here's the, here's the sort of seed is that they, um, so you have a community here. This is, um, this is significant that the unit here of, of this focused on is this communal life that because people, are brought into Christ and they're connected to each other in a new way and there's a a vibrant life together that's just that, that they enjoy and they, they 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 um and people take note of that there's something different about this this group
3: Then fear came upon every soul, <laughs> <clears throat> and I think this is like you know fear is that like what's oh, happening here.
0: And many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as any had need. This is kind of, and you know, there's a lot of talk about this, the sort of what they call communism of the first church, but a lot of things uh, (laughs) pertain to um, the setting here. First of all, I remember that almost all the Jewish believers were cut off from the the commercial aspect of jewish culture (laughs) so this is all great for them but there's a whole bunch of people aren't happy about this so so the new community that forms is the alternative community to people who now no longer in the other one um
3: and also There's not the
0: sense yet that they might go off for two thousand years. <laughs> <laughs> like, like this thing's happening. Here's here's this new thing. What you know, you're 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 entering into something um, that that as you New Testament progresses, there's it goes. Oh, okay. We probably need some structure. Probably need some. Yeah. The other thing about Jerusalem too, though, is that Jerusalem in which they're living and and giving everything. Um, has less than a generation to live mm-hmm. because the Daniel is coming to it in AD seventy, and um, so there is a literal um, the end sense to what's going on here. It's the end of the old covenant age, the beginning of the new covenant age. The end of the old covenant age is going to result in the destruction of the temple at the hands of the Romans. We've talked often enough. It's going to it's going to result in the, in the church. Fleeing Jerusalem, but but emerging as as the new people of God, bearing you know the kingdom and the meshing the kingdom to the end of the world. So a lot of things are happening here that are significant.
3: So continuing daily with one
0: accord in the temple. That's kind of interesting, isn't it? So. It still, in some ways, is, is is centered in the temple. So these these are all these converts or people who are Jewish and then realizing, you know, that this this Jesus who was down in Jerusalem has fulfilled all this. And breaking bread from house to house, I think that is, uh, as opposed to the breaking of of bread, uh, which seems to be Eucharistic. Breaking bread from house to house seems to be sharing meals together. They ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And Lord added to the church gave those who were being saved. So there's a witness to something different. And I actually think this is um uh you know to, kind of to Jack's point a little bit, and I think it's it's that that the church has to be a witness to something different. And I think even even to the more um activist Christians who might be a little off when we think on their, on their aim that it's, it's, it's tempting to get angry at them. It's tempting to get reactive to something else instead of focusing on the life we have in Christ. What am I called to do? And the reality is I can't, I can't, you know, God will talk to that person at his time. Mm-hmm. We're called to do the because We're such a reactive culture where everyone's so worried about what everyone else is doing mm-hmm. that when we're in Christ and we're in a community of, of joy and we're, what am I? The only thing that we're all going to be held accountable for is like, what did I call you to do? Mm-hmm. Now, he didn't, I know he didn't call me to get angry. Angry people don't do what I want them to do. <laughs> so he calls us to use our gifts to all that that, that ordinary thing, of, as, as with a sense of of the urgency. Is yes, this is a temporal thing. We're called to be faithful to what we have now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's helpful. <laughs> so, it, 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 so it's it's what you talk about. It's a ubiquitous human temptation that we. Yeah. We, uh, we see someone doing something wrong, they're all angry over there. We get angry at them. We get mm-hmm. drawn into right. It. right? And that's where now we start behaving in response to them instead of in response to our own prayer and our own sense of vocation. All right.
1: It's good.
0: Yeah, there we are. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'll close the prayer and then I'll make a, a comment about where we'll go from here. Let's okay. pray the Lord bless us and keep us. The Lord make his face to shine upon us, be gracious unto us. The Lord lift up his countenance upon us, give us peace this day and forevermore. Okay. I, I thought we talked about maybe doing a little bit of of, of chronology and, and placing some books of the Bible where where they are. So I think we'll do that for a while. Our trajectory here, we're June fifteenth. Mm-hmm. And we're probably gonna go for about another month. I'm going to Denver. At the end of July, the last weekend, but I won't have it, and we'll probably stop from there until Labor Day, July through August, and pick back up after Labor Day. So we have another month of Bible studies, and so we'll we'll do some time things. So I I, I have I like to I like in Bible studies to orient people around chronology helps me out a lot. When you're reading something, what where is this? Yeah. It's sometimes mm-hmm. the flow of history that makes a certain sense out of it. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll do some of that. We're going to start
5: yeah. that next week? Next week.
0: I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you the thing I've made for that. There's, okay. I, have, I have a handout. Okay. I, I Are you going to
5: email
2: it? I
0: can email yeah, it.
5: Yeah,
0: if you do. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'd look at it and see what went on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Very good. Thank you. Maybe everyone. Jim, Phyllis, Mimi, Ruth. Mimi mm-hmm.
3: twice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Ed, Connie. Thank you. Bye. I like to, uh, turn out this because they are recorded and that way it's just, um, you forget that there's uh, just, there's uh, leaf? yeah, they turn off.